grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is 1 Timothy chapter 6, which, a part of which reads, I charge you in the presence of God, who gives all things, and of Jesus Christ, who of his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. You may be seated. In the movie, Other People's Money, Larry the Liquidator's standard is more money. He wants controlling stock of the New England Wire and Cable, once fam a family-owned company. He starts buying. He wins. Then he convinces the stockholders that they should get what they can before the company fails. He manipulates, cajoles, he argues, he wins again, only to lose the love of his life. His standard? More money. After 70 years, Queen Elizabeth is dead. Her funeral was on Monday, with great pomp and circumstances. What is the value of her life? Many hold her high, and yet what will she take into eternity? Paul writes, we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out. Now, what is her worth? What is the standard by which we measure it? In 1900, the U.S. Congress established the gold standard. That meant that each U.S. dollar was worth 25.8 grams of 90% pure gold. Before that, money was measured against silver. But what about us? What do we measure our lives against? What is our standard? As Christians, we have the greatest standard, an eternal standard. Paul writes, to new and young Pastor Timothy, now there is great gain in godliness and contentment. You know, sometimes being content and being good is kind of boring, isn't it? It says nothing about being a great athlete, about being a great student, employee of the year, a high-paying job, Nothing about a well-funded retirement. Paul, again, lays this God-given truth. We brought nothing into the world, and we could take nothing out. And then Paul is rather negative about those who desire to get rich, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Just watch other people's money. It happened to Larry, the liquidator. But it wasn't the money that was the problem. It's the person desiring the money, the one who has a love for money, the one who has Larry, the liquidator's standard for more money. But what if you have more money, if you are rich? The God-given truth, again, isn't the, prob the problem isn't with the money. The problem isn't being rich. 
If there's a problem, it's with the person, with the heart. The standard is where one's hope is set. So what is your standard by which you judge your life? God's Word says it is God's standard. Paul again writes to Timothy, As for the rich of this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor set their hopes on uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Did you hear that? A part of God's standard is to enjoy what God gives. As we learn from Genesis 1, God called all of his creation what? Very good. That very good includes being male and female. How different from or how different the God standard is from the rainbow standard of today. Genesis chapter 2, it is written, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. And think about how many people complain about being lonely. And even before Adam realized it, that, God was, or that he was alone, God knew that being lonely was not good for him. And he knew what he was going to do to fulfill that loneliness. I will make a helper fit for him. So the highest physical standard and the solution for loneliness is marriage. Many find their work toilsome and drudgery and difficulty. Many can't wait for their retirement or their weekend. And yet, in Genesis chapter 2, it is written, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to care for it. So the writer of Ecclesiastes in chapter 2 would say, there is nothing better for a person to do than they, they should eat and drink and find enjoyment in their toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. Yes, enjoying your work is from the hand of God. It's the God standard. But people have different abilities, and not all are able to be rich. Not all are able to work. And again, the problem isn't wanting a better life. If you go and read the epistles, Paul even points out that if you're a slave, you should seek your freedom. And if you have an opportunity to have your freedom, do so. The problem exists in the heart and what it sets its hope on. The ninth and tenth commandment exists in the excuse me, speak of sin of coveting that is desiring, even scheming to get what another has. We can only keep these commandments if we are content with what God has given to us. Luther points out in the meaning we should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force away our neighbor's wife, workers, animals, or turn them against them, but urge them to stay and to do their duty. Again, Paul points out, if we have food and clothing, these we should be content with. Contentment. That's the God standard. The God standard is not what others have. It is not the desire for more money or stuff. The God standard is being content, looking at what God has given as good and enjoying what we have. The godliness. 
so important is the God standard that Paul would command Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Interesting, he mentions the commandment and then he goes ahead and has several commandments like flee, pursue, fight, take hold of. Paul sees the commandments all wrapped up into one. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you, were ma- are about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. For when we make that good confession about eternal life, the things of this life are not the standard, but our standard is eternal. It is outside of ourselves. It is God's standard. Our confession, our God-given standard is that God is our creator, our life-giver from the very beginning, now and forever. And our confession and the standard is Jesus Christ. He is Lord. He is our Savior, who before Pontius Pilate said in John chapter 19, you have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. For my kingdom is not of this world. So when we are brought into God's kingdom by the Holy Spirit acting through the word and causing faith in our hearts, even that word connected through baptism, we are no longer ruled by the world, but by the rule of Christ. He is the gold standard. He is the God standard. Do you want to know what your value is? Judged by God's standard, Jesus Christ. When we measure our lives by Him, we see how miserably we fail to be like Him. And so we confess this morning that by our confession we have sinned. But you see, his example is not our standard, our ultimate standard to trust. Like before the 1930s, the old gold and silver standard set the value of the U.S. dollar. So today, God sets the standard for you by his Son, Jesus Christ. Our ultimate value is determined by who he is and what he has done. So valuable are you that he sent his one and only son to die for you. Like the U.S. paper dollar, we have no value of our own, but he is our total value. Our value simply sits on Jesus, through whom we are created by the word and redeemed by his very blood. Our value is set by God's standard, Jesus Christ. Many of us made the good confession before many witnesses at our confirmation. And there will be those who will do the same. But our confession never stops there. Our confession of the God standard is our whole life. Everything that we have, every talent we possess, every relationship we make, even the way we look, at our bodies and our sexuality and being male or female. And so when when Paul calls Timothy to fight the good fight of faith, 
It is to fight, not to use the standard of this world to determine our value, but to fight to hold on to what determines our value before God, Jesus Christ. You were called to eternal life. Hang on to it. Let no other standard detour you from it, and it will make an eternal difference even in your life today. The God standard, our value, shapes how we look at our lives and even how we treat other people. Because of the God standard, Jesus Christ, we are rich in good works and generous and ready to share. We will want the same for others that we have. Most importantly, eternal life. To be with us, with Jesus, this is truly life. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.